show number one. Hopefully you have the downloaded checklist in front of you. Again, it's called the Personal Priority Awareness Checklist. This is something that Brandon and I came up with to make it a little bit easier to identify what we need to work on first. So make sure that you go to bizbody.net if you haven't already. Wait, you, they already have it, so why the hell would they wouldn't need to download it, right? Uh, some some people might have not downloaded it and just listened to the first episode because our podcast is such a bo- such the bomb. Such it's, it's a bomb. It's, it's the bomb dizzle. <laughs> it bombed. That <laughs> <laughs> they just went and downloaded it anyway. Like just, my, like on my phone, it automatically downloads. I just assumed right away that they already downloaded the personal priority awareness sheet. But if you didn't, go do it. Yes. What's wrong with you? So make sure that you go over to bizbody.net that you go over to the Ultimate Practitioner's Business Workshop. It's right on the front page. Put in your email, and then we'll send out each one of these worksheets for you week by week so you can follow along with the podcast and then map this all out. We even have an intro um, on how to put this all together that we'll send out with the emails. So it's a standalone show just for signing up they're going through this workflow. Exclusive. It's exclusive. It's very exclusive. So make sure you go over, get that done. Again, sign up for the business workshop and make sure that you guys leave us a five-star review, four-star review, how many ever stars it takes. The maximum amount of stars. <laughs> Just leave the maximum amount and of stars. leave a positive comment. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find the show. So without further ado, personal priority awareness. hitting that like i was doing um i was doing evaluations and people just like throw their hands out and like like the microphone would go flying i'm like okay there there is stuff in the room you may have to avoid it 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 is not the cleanliest of rooms i I do understand that i do have crap all over the place but such as the uh, the window of my mind i guess right it's reflected by my office we do work in here people we do work just like when we go to the local coffee, like our, our coffee place, and it's like jam-packed at, I don't know, 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And I'm just like, what are all these people doing in don't here? Don't you people work? I'm like, how did I get in here? <laughs> what am I doing in here? <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Um, this is a very special series of episodes coming up. And if you're anything like me, which they're not, we know you are. We know you're just like me. No. You know, my brain's spinning. They're always thinking of different things and listening to a bunch of podcasts, reading a bunch of books, maybe checking out a bunch of different types of videos. And you are kind of thinking about what to do next. Maybe you want to take your practice to a different level. Um, maybe you're thinking of getting out of your practice entirely, or maybe you're thinking about starting a practice. Well, these next six shows are all about different steps that Brandon and I took to change up what we are currently doing with our practice. So it's more in alignment and congruent with, with our lives and what we want to get out of it. Wish we had done this eight years ago, which we knew nothing about at that time. Right. So unfortunately, you know, through some, uh, you know, Mark kind of, uh, the miracles of science, right. And some, uh, 
errors and mistakes and, you know, redos. Uh, we are much better on track than we ever used to be and have a much better focus of where we want to go um, outside of just making money, which that was always the goal in the first place. It was just <laughs> how do you manage everything and what is this thing called marketing and I have to actually do shit like that and people have to pay, you have to pay taxes? God. Well, I, you know, getting back to something that you said before was, you know, what do you actually have to do? What are the things that you should do? And you hear what everyone else is doing and you're like, holy crap, they're doing so much. They're getting so much done. Um, maybe they have a team, maybe they don't have a team. Like, it, am I doing things the right way? And, and I don't think there's any right or wrong answers. Definitely super wrong answers, like never paying your taxes and maybe having no plan and winging it and not having any idea of the stuff that you actually works, you know? Well, how many people like, you know, when we first started talking about this, like what, 10 years ago now, mm -hmm. how many times did we look around and say, how are they still in business? How, how are they running a business? And it's like, <laughs> how can we not pull this shit off? When you look around and you see some of these morons out there that are running these businesses, you're like, how are they not bankrupt? Like, yeah. if they can do it, we can definitely do it. <laughs> it, it. The funniest thing is that, you know, we all have different expectations. We we have um, different amounts that we can give towards a business, towards our personal life, how much that personal time that we need. And that gets right back to our first show today. It gets back to, um, you know, what's the checklist of things in my life that can help propel me towards unifying my practice around what it is that I need in my life. And is it really going to provide me the things that I really want? If I, if I, if they don't, I should probably start shifting gears and pivoting towards stuff that's going to actually make me happy. Well, I think the other thing that this is going to help individuals do is go through, if you haven't started a business yet, really define whether or not you're entrepreneur in general like yeah. it gives you a really good sense of as you go through all the different things that we've lined up for you like holy shit like is this something that I even want to tackle so you're not getting into something that you're way over your head in you know because your friend or somebody you know makes it look easy um, it's definitely not easy if they're making it look easy they've definitely figured stuff out probably through struggling like we did the first couple of years. And even, I mean, up until a year and a half ago where we still didn't have certain things really locked down where they needed to be. Yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, this is a, a twofold thing. It's if you're potentially struggling a little bit, or if you're, even if you're doing really well and you want to hone <laughs> some things in, this will give you kind of a guideline and a roadmap to do that. But it also, if you're one of those individuals that are kind of on the fence, like, do I want to start my own business or do I want to continue to be an employee? This will give you a really good indication of all the things that you're going to need to have in order, in order to be successful right off the bat. So that, mm -hmm. you know, your business doesn't, you know, fail or you, you know, str yeah. struggle right off the bat yeah. and you don't know how to, how to get yourself out. Um, this will give you some ideas on like what you really need to have, in alignment before, you know, maybe you even take that step. When somebody goes into, into the wellness practice, right? Whether it's fitness, um, whether they touch decide, people, whether, whether they, they're a toucher, like, a like, toucher healer. Like I, I touch people. 
I want to touch her. A feely type. <laughs> Whether you, know, you go to like, acupuncture, you go into massage therapy, uh, chiropractic, um, you you take it to like the next step, and you want to uh, like become an MD. Like whatever it is that you do to heal people, to help heal people, or facilitate communication or relationships to help people heal, um, you probably gravitate towards it because you care about the human body and you care about people in general. Most of those people don't necessarily gravitate towards um, money, business, like being sound principles of, of managerial skills. It's like those aren't the things that people are like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to manage people. Like I can't wait. I can't wait to, to know exactly like how, um, how much overhead I have and how much I have to pay in taxes and how like it's, it's not the first thing that gets people or, or HR. Like I can't wait to find out like what my HR policies are going to be like today. Right. I can't wait for that. So if, if – if you don't have the idea of, um, or if you don't gravitate already towards owning your personal health, and that doesn't come easy, these the rest of these different these different um, buckets of ideas are going to be even more difficult, and you should really rethink things. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You know, most people that are on the cusp of potentially making a choice to strive out on their own are probably already fairly successful in the sense of. You know, you have a lot of clients, you bill a lot, you know, bill a lot of hours per week, per month, per year, Um, you know, and you kind of look at things as, oh, man, like, why am I giving, you know, half, maybe even more than half of my money to the place that employs me, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that, you know, part of, you know, what I didn't fully grasp, like when we jumped ship and kind of did our own thing is how much your employer actually does for you that you don't even have to think about, you know? And it's like, it allows you to just be a technician and, you know, and at the time, like we were really good technicians, like, Mm. um, not that we're not good technicians now, but now we have to divide our time between being technician and being business owner And, you know, like initially I didn't like being business owner in the sense of all the other administrative stuff that goes along with being a business owner. I Mm -hmm. was, I really wanted to do the training, the MAT, the, you know, like I wanted to focus on like doing what I was really, really good at. And I think you were to an extent the same way. And it was just kind of like, holy shit, like I actually have to like do all this other stuff. And usually that's on top of the hours that you're doing you know, your training or your MAT or like if you're a Cairo, your your chiropractic stuff or your massage therapy, it's like, you know, now your week just went from I mean, let's be honest, like as a as a fitness professional or even in the wellness space, most people don't work forty hours a week. They're working well more than forty hours yeah. a week. Yeah. And now you just clumped on another ten or fifteen hours of administrative stuff that you just have to do to like barely maintain the status quo of your business, right? Well, I mean, forty hours in a, in a work week in general is is an interesting idea to begin with, right? It's like anyone that's created something that's been successful, like they've they've basically said that, look, I'm going to work as much as it takes to get this thing going, to get as much of this thing done to make it to make it feasible. And as I'm doing it, it's probably going to be not a labor of like, wow, this thing really sucks to work on. It's probably gonna be like, I'm gonna spend this time on it. And I should probably take like 
breaks because I don't realize how much time I'm actually spending on this thing. Where everyone else that's on board that may be an employee or um, maybe a contractor or whatnot, like they don't have that same passion. They don't have that same drive. It's not their baby. So it's when to us, it may not feel like I'm working X amount of hours because you just love doing it. There's other things where it's like, okay, now uh, I, I really do have to separate my time and focus because there may be things that I don't enjoy doing and there's maybe things that I get swept away in. So that's probably going to equate to like 60, 70, maybe 80 hours a week, depending upon like what you're going to hold yourself to. And anyone that's successful, <laughs> let's, let's face it, they get swept up in what they do and they, they really love it and they do the extra, they go the extra mile to make it special for the people that they're servicing or the products they produce. And, and that's really, that's really the bottom line when it comes down to all these different buckets that we're going to talk about and this process, you know, the process of, you know, being aware of all the different things that, that, um, that may not be the best at, um, individualizing that to fit your own, like your criteria, uh, the people that you serve, understanding the people that you serve. And if, if that's even a thing that you want to do, um, the money matters, making sure that everything is feasible. Um, what are you going to do? What are the skills that you're going to need to make that happen? I mean, and that's all what we're going to be talking about in this, this entire packet. And that goes hand in hand with what you said, man. It's like, if, if it doesn't feel like it's flowing, then you're probably not stepping out of your comfort comfort zone enough to do the things that you need to grow. Because when you got in this field, I, I don't think you were like, man, I can't wait to work 60 hours a week and burn myself out. You're probably like, well, I never, I don't know if you had this thought, but it's like, I can't wait to have an asset that works for me so that I may be able to retire someday. And I retire, still, I still have like, like a retire bo- in the fitness industry. <laughs> I still have a body that works because I mean, how many, how many trainers do you see out there that are in great health? You see like older trainers and their shoulders don't work. Their back sucks. They've had like several knee injuries and they're like, well, I thought exercise was supposed to be healthy, but all these guys are, are destroyed. They're all destroyed. And the people that aren't are the people like are athletic and genetic freaks. Like how many, how many Michael Hearns are there out there? And Not like many. One. Not many. Know? And and even um, your boy Stan, right? I'm like, how much time and effort does he spend into research and development and his own concerns with his past and how like everything that you did beforehand eventually does catch up to you because injuries don't go away. Like the chemicals you ingest don't really seem to go away. Just like in life, bad choices that you display on the internet tend not to go away. (laughs) So this, this system right here that we're doing and there are tons of other systems out there, but we have um, a special link on our website that you can follow us session by session. Um, you can download the worksheets, do the worksheets, listen to the podcast at the same time. We're going to go over the first sheet today. Um, it's called the Personal Priority Awareness Sheet. And um, there are five buckets that we came up with. There's probably tons more, but these are the ones that were most important to us. And this is something like, you know, if you were like me in school, this is the cliff note version of the hours upon hours of reading different books, going to different seminars, you know, talking with other business owners. This is a, a, 
basically a culmination of probably well over a thousand hours worth of work. And you guys are going to get it in about a six hour span with, with all the workflows that go with it, which is pretty awesome. Like, you know, if I ever had somebody like, especially in high school that would come to me and say, Hey, would you want to read the book or do you want the cliff notes? Give me the damn cliff notes. Like, I don't want to read that goddamn book. Like I want to save as much time as possible. And if you're like me and you're potentially, you know, a business owner, you're thinking of starting a business. Hell, I'd rather have the cliff note version that has somebody spent all that time putting all this stuff together so that I could just go through and see whether or not, number one, is this a good fit for me? Or number two, where are some things that I can really lock up in my own practice that could help me right away? So this sheet right here is our personal priority awareness sheet. So it's our very first day. Um, And this is so that you recognize what is possibly easy for you and what is difficult. So now we can start focusing on the things that you need to work at. Um, So the number one bucket, actually, we're going to go over all the buckets we have. um, All of them. You're going to, you're going to. You're not going to tease them at all. Well, that, we're going to first go over. We're going to do the overview. There's no teaser. This is the overview. Just a, just a tease of the Come overview. On, a little floor. You got to give them a little foreplay. <laughs> Money, time management, relationships, communication, and health. So now, as we go through the sheet, number one, money. How do you feel about your current financial situation? So here's the list of the different ideas that we had that we thought were very important to us. There are other ideas, but these are the most important ones because we said so for us, for sure. So do you know your business's overhead and basically you have a, you have a monthly budget? Like, do you know your personal fixed bills? Like every single month, what goes in or what goes out? How much does it cost to live one day of your life? How much, so you know how much you need to bring in? How much? That's that's key. <laughs> that's, I'm like, do you want to be in the red or do you want to be? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, do you want your do you want your ex husband to pay your taxes for you? <laughs> do you wouldn't want your be sister nice? to pay it's, your taxes? It's like, it, wouldn't it be nice if you know you at the end of the year you could look at what you build and be like, yeah, I'm taking all that home. Unfortunately, no. Your creditors and your bank and everybody else is going to come calling for that money. So, and if you don't take you, you don't you better, take responsibility you better, for it, they're you not. You better know what what you owe everybody. And they just don't care. You right? Know, like they won't care. Um, how mom, much, mom, dad? Can you can can you bail me out? I well, need about sixty grand. I don't know how like how all these people get bailed out of things. Like I don't get bailed out. Like my 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 butt gets held to the stones. You right. Know? So. <laughs> How much do you need to pay in uh, state and federal taxes on a quarterly basis to make sure that you know that you have to pay at a quarterly basis? How yes, much you do have to pay taxes as a business owner. You do. You do. Um, make sure that you know your monthly insurance or benefit package cost if you are employed or if you have to provide that as an employee, um, employer. And um, also not to mention any type of workman's comp. Um I know how much it I need in order to fund my expectations of my life. So, like, how much do you need to retire? What do you plan on doing in retirement? Do you need a large house? Um, I know how to manage my money, and I have a found... found ugh, can't talk. <laughs> I know how to manage my money, and I have a sound financial system. So, did you study finance, or did you study... Um, 
Or did you become like a certified financial planner in your, in your off time, right? Because if you have it, you may want to study those things or have a team of people that can help you with that. Or at least one person that's not a complete dipshit. Yeah, that you can actually trust with your hard-earned money. Right, right exactly. The, the best way to lose every penny that you've ever made is to go out and start doing something that you have no idea what you're doing. Or with. hire a bad accountant. Right. That could that could be bad too. That could but that could literally give you heart palpitations. If you uh if you feel like you want to be a uh you know fly by the seat of your pants financial planner of your own, you know, retirement I destiny. Do in cash. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. I'm basically like Al Capone. So and lastly, knowing your monthly fluctuations of revenue and how that relates to your business and personal expenses. That is the money bucket. So what I want you to do right now is make sure that you check off what you feel like you got a handle on and circle the ones that you feel like you need to work on. Boom. So number two, time management. How do you feel about getting things accomplished? Um, some of the questions that you need to ask yourself I have a system to know what the need what needs to be completed every day. So every day you come into work, what are the things that you need to get done? What are the things that have to be done before you leave and check out for the evening? I make sure that I finish what I start. Whew, that, that, that's a tough one. I have to say, like, we, we struggle with that one. That's, uh, that's one of those ones where until we started writing things on the board uh, that we have uh, up in our little kitchen area and putting time stamps and dates on things, uh, we were really, really bad at that one. Um, and, you know, as far as, you know, starting things and not finishing them, I mean, Keith is the idea idea guy I'm like a he, he comes up with everything but he never wants to finish anything i got so, a lot a lot better a but lot better. he has gotten so much better in the last year and i've actually gotten gotten better at not even allowing him to jump and skip by things as much so it's been you know it's actually it's been good for both of us um definitely not just him but me as well because you know holding his feet to the fire you know when he comes up with these great ideas is now I've got to actually be able to finish or help him finish these things so that, you know, we don't have 15 things lingering out there that it's like, oh, are we going to get any of these done? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It, 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 for a while there, I think we could have filled like three or four whole boards full of stuff that we had talked about like oh this is such a great idea <laughs> and it's like it's not it's not that good the first one we should we should have got done a long ass time ago right. we're on the 17th iteration of this one <laughs> well even us uh, making sure that we met on a continued basis like if you have a team making sure that the team is meeting that's a great a great way to at least set out what you need to get done yeah and hold each other accountable I know how much time I want to give to every project. Again, something that you need to have an idea of, you know, when you come up with these ideas or a project or whatever it is that you want to you want to accomplish, you need to set a drop dead date of this needs to be done by this time and if it's not, you need to reevaluate is it something that you want to continue to pursue or is it a sunk cost and it's just kind of like, nope. You know, we've moved on from that. It's not worth our time anymore. It's off the board. Done. I know how much downtime I need to physically and mentally recover. This is this is a good one because I think um, in this space you can easily get wiped out. 
um, you know, depending on how physical and or mentally draining your job is. Um, you know, I know as we transition from being more exercise to more kind of this MAT therapy type of, you know, transition where we're seeing more clients that are really not in very good shape. Um, it's not as easy doing 35, 40 hours of MAT on the table as it is 35 or 40 hours of training. Yeah. You know, the thought process that, you know, takes place during those hours and just the sheer intensity of if I don't make really good decisions for this person, they're going to leave feeling bad. Yeah. So I never fully, you know, kind of appreciated how much physically and, you know, like mentally draining, yeah, you it, know, that yeah. can actually be in it. And it's funny, it catches up with you fast where it's kind of like, realize it. all of a sudden you just hit a brick wall. And yeah. It's like, shit, <laughs> I'm looking at my schedule. I'm like, how am I supposed to see 20 more clients this week? Or like your hands, I'm done. Or your hands are destroyed or your back's destroyed. And like, sometimes your brain's perfect, but then your body is just broken. And, and when, like what you said before, you know, we've changed from, you know, just fitness people to like kind of therapy people. And now we're almost like more connector people, you know, on top of that, like we're building like a longevity system at our practice. We're trying to connect people with other people that can help with the areas that we don't do well. Like, oh, we're not nutrition people. And like, we know basic nutrition, we studied basic nutrition and we know what can generally help, but it's like a lot There's easier. There's a lot of good, one on, good ones on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All wearing booty shorts, right? right? So go ahead, keep going. I know what portion of my day is spent making money and what portion of my day is not making money. This one is interesting because, you know, um, when you're with a client, obviously you're, you know, and if you're in a, a field in the wellness space where you're trading time for money, obviously anytime you're with a client, you're making money. Anytime you're not with a client, you're not making money. Or are you? Yeah. You know, and I think that's the that's the one thing that, you know, as a practitioner, knowing that I do trade time for money right now is my main source of revenue and the main our main source of revenue for the business, you know, is when you have a law on your schedule, whether it be like today where the weather's complete shit and, you know, it's dumped nine inches of snow on us, you know, um, he loves snow where all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I had nine clients today and now I have two, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you can let that get to you because, you know, depending on how much you charge per hour or whatever, that could be a 900, that could be a $1,200 day for you yeah. all, all of a sudden just wiped out. Or you could look at it as, okay, what am I going to do over the next five, six, seven hours that maybe I catch up on some stuff, or maybe I'd start to develop some things that down the road are going to make me money when I'm not one-on-one -on -one with a client. Or provide more value to, to your customer base right now, or maybe introduce yourself to future customers, you know, like ways to provide more value to other people or other practitioners that can refer to you. It's like, that's an excellent opportunity, but you got to have a plan for that. The only, the only part of this where you're not making money and it's your quote unquote work day 
is if you're kind of like one of the physical therapists we used to work with and would read like rom- a novel. romance novels in between like the Might four or five hour log of clients <laughs> that she would have. It's like with Michael Hearn on the cover. What are you really <laughs> doing to set yourself up to make more money or get more clients? Yeah. In the midst of your well, romance it wasn't novel. Her, it wasn't her problem. Right. So yeah, it's like everyone else's problem. It's like those are the things we're talking about here when we're talking about making money versus not making money. It's like I look at it now like where I don't freak out as much, put it that way. Like yeah. if I have a couple cancellations during the day, I look at that now as an opportunity to get some things done that you and I have been working on. Maybe we were able to get that project done week early or maybe we are able to get you know a few things done before we thought we were going to get them done because all of a sudden now our schedule has been compacted a little bit yeah um i look at those as opportunities now and not necessarily son of a bitch there yeah. goes like, like there it all i goes. don't i try not to think about the the revenue lost as much as what's the revenue going to be gained by me having this extra time to put towards something else yeah right yeah um, and then the last one, am I able to set my own hours? You know, I think, uh, the funny thing is like people getting into our space, especially these days, like, I don't think they're fully prepared for oh, the what customers they're, what, set, what they they're set about the hours, to, right? right yeah. The bat, you, know? And, you know, like, and in school, like they don't really prepare you, you know, when you're coming out of college, you got this nice shiny degree that you just paid $150,000 for. <laughs> That says, oh, yeah, by by the way, now, like, we never taught you a lick of sales or how to talk to people, but that's what's going to be required for you to actually make money and get clients, right? And it's not hard to fill your schedule full of clients at 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning and at 5 and 6 o'clock at night. You know, if I had 40 of those, I'd be busy as soon as I walk through the door. But unfortunately, like, it takes being able to go out and talk to people, market yourself, sell yourself to be able to get somebody to take off of work and come in at 10 or 11 o'clock in the middle of the day to train with you yeah. or to get a massage or, you know, to get adjusted if they're not, you know, necessarily like in a really bad way. It's to get like your teeth cleaned. It's like, yeah. you know, most people aren't going to sacrifice their day at work to come and work out with you or, you know, do whatever it is you do, like, unless you actually create a ton of value for them. Right. Or you've been able to tell them like, and explain to them why they, they would benefit from leaving work themselves, coming, utilizing your service and going back to work. Right. The thing that like, when we talk about set your own hours in, you're talking about value it's almost like inter and intrapersonal communication, right? So that goes hand in hand with set your own hours for what, right? Personal hours with your family, um, business hours. Oh, you don't get hours. family hours when you're a business owner. <laughs> do you want? Do you even want family hours? You just want to run away from your family. If you want to run away, this is a, <laughs> owning your own business <laughs> that, is a good way to get away. That's, that's why I said it right next to number three, which is relationships, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna cruise through this, guys. So um, first. Um, we had number one, money, two, time management, three, we're into relationships. So number one, I surround myself with people that help me reach my goals personally. I surround myself professionally um, with people that help me reach my business goals. Um, I know everything about my ideal client, so the relationships of my clients, um, and I reach out to experts in the areas that I'm working at becoming proficient at, or that I feel that I am already somewhat proficient at, 
And then I pay attention to the health of the relationships that are most important to me. So again, when I say relationships, um, is the first thing that comes to your mind, like crap, relationships are pretty difficult or, you know, is it pretty easy? You know, and, and that's kind of with each one of these things like money. Well, man, money, I have a tough concept. What kind of relationship money. do you have with it? You know, time management. Oh, I man, like it. My schedule is, <laughs> my schedule is pretty tough to, to manage and control relationships. Oh man. Right. So number four, Communication, right? And this is why this goes right this is, after. This is the one what, that men are great at communication. <laughs> well, some are. <laughs> I definitely am not. <laughs> right. According to my wife, I really suck at this part. <laughs> What's funny is that, like, I think you're a lot better at communicating than I am. <laughs> so, um, Brandon, go ahead, take away communication. So, communication. I am very good at explaining what I do for a living. How how many floors does it take you to explain to what to it is? To the center you, of a tootsie pop. To what it is that you do for a living, like, or do you verbally puke all over people? <laughs> I can sum up my business in one sentence. That's a good one because that one is a lot harder than it sounds. Yes. Um, I am comfortable with selling. Probably not. Does the word selling frighten you to begin with? Right. Nobody told me I'd have to do that. <laughs> I find it easy to strike up a conversation. My self-talk is positive and constructive. Doubt it. <laughs> Mind is focused and clear. I am control. I I am control controllable with mark. No, that's comfortable. I am comfortable with marketing my business. Sorry, I'm a retard this morning. <laughs> Shouldn't say that. That's so. Let's start that one over okay. again. I am comfortable with marketing my business. I am a. I am great at presenting, writing, podcasting, video production, or none of the above. Yeah. So finding your strengths um, with communicating, understanding your weaknesses, and the the ways that you can get better at each one of those. I mean, right now, think about like how how many classes are there online? How many free videos are there online? How many free podcasts are there online? YouTube. I mean, if you want to become proficient at just about anything, it's almost perfectly free. And if you want to pay for it to, to take it to the next level, chances are someone's willing to provide that content for you. Um, so it's not really that difficult to find a, a very cheap and efficient way to get better at a specific skill. Because I mean, when you think about when you started going through um, like designing copy, putting together your first web page, which you did for one of our events, it's like, some of those things at that point in time, like I literally wanted you to experience because you now you have that skill, like you have that skill set, and it's like, yeah, do do I enjoy doing some of that stuff? Like at times, you the, love it. The technology's gotten a lot easier. Like first of all, like technology is so much further advanced than it ever was. But right now, it's good that like both of us can do it, right? So lastly, health. Now, we have one thing under health, because if you are in a health-related field and you find it difficult to, or, or like personally health is tough for you, then you should really rethink things because overall, this should be the thing that's the easiest for you. And if not, um, it's 
very healthy, I think, to also have a dichotomy of saying what my beliefs are for, for health may not be set in stone, which is very, very healthy to have in any type of point and worldview. So it's great if you have a great concept right now of what is healthy, but it's also very healthy to question your current beliefs about health. If you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of other people? Exactly. Period. End of discussion. So our next show is going to be on what to work on first. So we appreciate you guys tuning into the Biz Body Podcast today. Again, I am Keith. And I'm Brandon. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>